Shalom. Welcome back to Wind of the Spirit BRS. We are in Genesis. In the beginning, God, the Genesis series. We are in... We are be doing uh, Genesis 36 through 40 today. So if you got your Bibles, get them out on the ready. And get your place on the on your favorite sofa or chair, something to drink. And I will see you on the flip side. Genesis 36. This is the account of the family line of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the women of Canaan, Ada, daughter of Elon, Hittite, Holibama, daughter of Anna, or Anna, the granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite. Also, Baphomet, or Basimeth, that, I can't even pronounce that. Basimat, daughter of Ishmael, sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau. Basimet bore Reuel, and Haribama bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau, who were born to him in Canaan. Esau took his wives and his sons and daughters and all the members of his household, of his household, as well as his livestock and all of the other animals, all of the goods he had acquired in Canaan, and moved to a land some distance from his brother Jacob. For their possessions were too great for them to remain together in the land there they were staying could not support them both because of their livestock. So Esau, that is Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of the family line of Esau, the father of Edomites, in the hill country of Seir. So just a note, I'm probably going to slaughter these names because they're very hard to pronounce. So please bear with me. Verse 10. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Ada, or Ada. Reuel, the son of Esau's wife, Basameth, Basamet. The sons of Eliphaz, Timon, Omar, Zippo, Gatam, Kenaz. Esau's son Eliphaz also had a concubine named Timnah. She bore him Amalek. These were the grandsons of Esau's wife Ada. <coughs> the sons of Reuel, Nahaf, Zerah, Shama, Miza, these were the grandsons of Esau's wife, Basimat. 
The sons of Esau's wife, Ohalibama, daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibion, were whom she bore to Esau, Jeush, Shalom, and Korah. These were the chiefs among Esau's descendants. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, chiefs Timon, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These were the chief descendants descended. These were the chiefs descended from Eliphaz and Edom. They were grandsons of Ada. The sons of Esau's son, Reuel, chiefs, Nahat, Zerah, Shammah, Mizah. These were the chiefs descended from Reuel and Edom. They were grandsons of Esau's wife, Basimat. The sons of Esau's wife, Ohalibama, chiefs, Jeush, Jeush, Shalom, and Korah. These were the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Ohalibama, daughter of Anna. These were the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of the Seir, the Horite, who were living in the region. Lotan, Shabal, Zibion, Hana, Dishan, Azer, Dishan, these sons of Seir, and Edom were Horite chiefs. The sons of Lotan, Horai, Hamam, Homam, Timnah, was Lotan's sister. The sons of Shabal, Alvin, Mahat, Manahat, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. The sons of Zibion, Aya, Anna, this is the Anna who discovered the hot springs in the desert while he was grazing with the donkeys of his father Zibion. The children of Anna, Dishan, and Oholibama, daughter of Anna. The sons of Dishan, Hemdan, Eshban, Ethran, Kiran, the sons of Azer, Bilhan, Zahaban, Akan, the sons of Dishan, or Dishan, Uz, and Aran. These were the Horite chiefs Lotan, Shabal, Zibian, Anna, Dishan, Azer, Dishan. These were the Horite chiefs according to their divisions in the land of Seir. These were the kings who reigned in Edom before any Israelite king reigned. Bela, son of Beor, became king of Edom. His city was named Dinhaba. When Bela died, 
Jobab, son of Zerah, from Basra, succeeded him as king. And Jobab died. Husham, from the land of the Temanites, succeeded him as king. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, succeeded him as king. His city was named Abit. When Hadad died, Shamla from Ma Masarika succeeded him as king. When Samla died, Shaul from Rehoboth on the river succeeded him as king. When Shaul died, Baal Hanan, son of Akbar, succeeded him as king. When Baal Hanan, son of Akbar, died, Hadad succeeded him as king. His city was named Pau. And his wife, his wife's name was Mehetabal. Mehetabal. Daughter of Matred. Matred. The daughter of Me Zahab. These were the chiefs descended of Esau by name according to their clans and regions. Timna, Alva, Jeteth, Jethet, sorry, Jethet, Bohalibama, Elah, Binan, Kenaz, Timan, Mibzar, Migdil, Magdil, Irem. These were the chiefs of Edom, according to their settlements, the land they occupied. This is the family line of Esau, the father of the Edomites. Genesis 37 Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, sons Bila, the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age. He made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more, because his dream and what he said. When he had another dream, he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said. I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon eleven stars were bowing down to me. And when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, 
What is this dream you had? Will you, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down and to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. Now, his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, and I am come, and I am going to send you to them. <coughs> Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers, with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found, found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dauphin. Dauphin. So Joseph went after his brothers found them near Dauphin. But they saw him in the distance. Before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let us kill him and throw him in one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let us not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and they threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty, there was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices and bombs, the myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Now Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So then, when the, when the Midianite merchants came by, his brother, brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for twenty shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. But Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there. He tore his clothes went back to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there. Why can I, who can I turn to now? Where can I turn to now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, dipped the robe in the blood, and took the ornate robe back to their father and said, We found this. Examine it to see whether it's your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes. 
put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, captain of the guard. Genesis 38 At that time Judah left his brothers and went down to stay with a man of Adullam named Hiram. There Judah met a daughter, the daughter of Canaanite man named Shua. He married her and made love to her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son who was named Ur. ER. She conceived again and gave birth to a son named Onan. O N A N. She gave birth still to another son named him Shelah. S H E L A H. It was at Kazib that she gave birth to him. Judah got a wife for Ur, his firstborn. Her name was Tamar. But Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he slept with her, his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord put him to death also. Verse 11. Judah then said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, Live as a widow in your father's household until my son Shelah grows up. He thought he may die just, you know, like the other his other brothers. So Tamar went to live in, in her father's household. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. Then Judah had re- when Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Temnah to the men who were shearing his sheep. His friend and his friend Hiram, the Adulamite, went with him. When Tamar was told, Your father in law is in is on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, she took off her widow's clothes, covered herself with a veil to disguise herself, and then sat down at the entrance to Inane, which is on the road to Timnah. But she saw that though Shela had now grown up, she had not been given to him as his wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for he had, she had covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over and said to her by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. 
What will you give me to sleep with me? She asked. I, I'll send you a young goat from my flock, he said. Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it? She asked. He said, what pledge should I give you? Your seal and its cord and the staff in your hand, she answered. So he gave them to her and slept with her. She became pregnant with him by him. After she left, she took off her veil and put on her widow's clothes again. Meanwhile, Judah sent the young goat by his friend, the Adulamite, in order to get his pledge back from the woman. But he did not find her. He asked the men who lived there, Where is the shrine prostitute? was beside the road at Enaim. There hasn't been a shrine prostitute here, he said. They said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who lived there said, There hasn't been a shrine prostitute there. Then Judah said, Let her keep what she has, or we will become a laughingstock. After all, I did send her this young goat, but she did not. But you could not find her. About three months later, Judah was told, "Your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant." And Judah said, "Bring her out here and have her burned to death." And as she was being brought out. She sent message to her father-in-law, I am pregnant with the, by a man, by the man that owns Z's. She said, and she added, See if you recognize who seal and cord and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, since I would not give her my son Shayla. And she did not sleep with her, he did not sleep with her again. Says that uh, Judah never slept with Tamar again. Verse 27. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twins in her womb. But as she gave birth, one of them put out a hand so that the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist and said, This one came out first. But when he drew back his hand, his brother came out and she said, so this one, this is how you have broken out. So she named him Perez. Then his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his wrist, came out. And he was named Zerah. Now Perez, let's see. Perez means breaking out. And that is spelled P-E-R-E-Z. And Zera, Z-E-R-A-H, can mean scarlet or brightness. Remember that. Genesis 39. Verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down 
to Egypt, Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he prospered, but he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. He entrusted, his, he entrusted to, his, to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of the household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the, and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in his ho- in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day and day after day, he refused to go to bed with her, or even be with her. One day, he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was around, was inside. And she caught him by the cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house, She called her household servants. Look, she said to them, This Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak besides me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. When she told him this story, that Hebrew slave you brought to us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran to the, out of the house. When the master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison the place where the the king's prisoners were confined. While Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him, showed him kindness, and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph 
gave him success, gave him success and whatever he did. Genesis chapter 40. It came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And the pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them. He served them so that they were in custody for a while. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt were confined in prison had a dream, both of them. Each man's dream in one night, each man's dream with its own interpretation, and Joseph came in to them in the morning and took it and looked at them or looked at them and saw that they were sad. And he saw it sorry, verse seven. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, we each have had a dream, and there is no way to interpret it. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, Behold, in my dream a vine was before me, and in the vine there were three branches. It was as though it budded, its blossoms shot forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the, the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now, within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former matter. Manner. When you were his butler. Sorry. But remember me when it is well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh get me out of this house for indeed I was stolen away from my land from the land of my of the Hebrews and I also have done nothing here they should put me into this dungeon when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good he said to Joseph I also was in my dream and there were three white baskets of, on my head the uppermost basket of all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. So Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation of it. 
the three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up off your head from you and hang you on a tree. And the birds will eat your flesh from you. Well, that's special, isn't it? Verse 20. Now it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants. He lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. Then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh of Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to him. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Well, that's not good. That concludes today's reading for the day. We read Genesis 36 through 40. I hope you've enjoyed today's reading from the book of Genesis. That you'll join me next time. And until then, my friends, may God richly bless you. Shalom.